Back in the 70s, the mantra for teens was peace and love. In the 80s, the mantra for most teen boys was skate or die. Flash forward 20 years, and what do our youths care about? What's the Wi-Fi password? Thank you for tuning into What's the Wi-Fi Password, a place where we have discussions about topics and issues that are relevant to the teens in our generation and how to point them towards the gospel. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about this podcast, please email Joshua Shively at joshuas at calvary.com. You know, we've been talking about worship this week on the podcast and had Austin share yesterday about worship really being what's something that we place value in or, or what's something that we call worthy of our attention and our value and our time. And so I think it would be really fun to open up with a question of maybe there's something in each one of our lives here hosting the podcast where we uh, had something that we were passionate about or that we were, you know, to put a modern term to it, we were fanboys or fangirls of for a while where we just put in way too much time, maybe way too much money. Maybe it was the source of so many conversations that we had. But what's something from your life doesn't have to be current, could be in the past, that you would say you are an absolute fanboy or fangirl of, and you invested a lot of your life into it? Yeah, I don't know. For me, like in middle school and high school, I was really, really just trying to like find my group, you know, so to say. So like if there was a group that was like all into volleyball, I was all into volleyball. And I remember specifically in middle school, so I'll go with that one. Um, I really wanted to be on the volleyball team, but I, I'm not that athletic and I know you guys know that. So not saying anything new, but um, I have really bad hand-eye coordination and just like I wore glasses a lot, so I was a mess. But anyways, I was really dedicated that I um, didn't make the team the first year, but I was, like, the help. I don't know. I, like, got on the team, but I was, like, on the bench helping the coach all the time and cleaning, like, all the girls' heart rate monitors, like, doing the dirty job. <laughs> and um, But I was just so obsessed with it. I started to just go crazy with it, and it became, like, unhealthy. I remember that this one point – my parents were planning this trip for us to go back and visit family. And I literally was like sobbing, telling my dad, like I couldn't go because I would miss a practice. And I was, tr- I wanted to be on the team so bad that I was like trying not to miss any practices. And it, it was just, I, I was so it all consuming, all consuming. I thought in my mind for some reason too, like you were automatically like way cooler and boys liked you if you were on the volleyball team. So it wasn't just the sport I was trying to play. It was just the popularity of it all. Like I, I was like, I need to be a volleyball player. And that was like my one focus in middle school and nothing happened from it. I remember I wrote myself a letter like in seventh grade saying that I would become a volleyball player in college. And I got that letter when I was like 16, they like mailed it to you. And none of the things that I'd written down in middle school, I had achieved. And what 
<laughs> but I had done a lot of other things. I was still a great student. I ended up going the track route. But anyways, that was something that I just like obsessed over. I used to watch like all the college games. It was just such a random thing out of nowhere. And I think my parents were even just like, who are you? You cannot be a volleyball player. You can barely jump more than three inches off the ground. <laughs> so that's mine. What about you, Josh? Yeah, um, I was kind of thinking about this before, you know, before we started the podcast. And, um, you know, for I guess like something I was really obsessed with for a long time, a big part of my life was martial arts. And it kind of, and then it kind of morphed into into kickboxing and um, point boxing. And, you know, my, through my teenage years, like, yeah, I was, I was practicing. I was going to, you know, class two, three times a week. I was training a lot, um, basically from like age 13 to like 23. So a good 10 years of my life was dedicated to it. Um, I think it was when I was around 23, 24 is when I got my black belt in Taekwondo. But it was like a, um, like a hybrid to where there was, there was hand-to-hand combat, self-defense. Taekwondo is a lot of like point sparring and kicks, and it's for tall, lanky guys. And if you know me, I'm about five foot seven, not tall or lanky. Um, and so, and so I definitely took more onto the, the hand-to-hand combat and the boxing and like the kickboxing because I have tree trunks for legs and I can just mow somebody down with a shin kick. Um, and then as I got older, like I actually had a martial arts school with my stepdad. Um, and so like I was training people. He was, he got involved with um, the sheriff's department. And so we trained correctional officers. We actually had weaponless self-defense training. So I did, like I taught cops how to fight and things like that. And um, I was like obsessed with it. Uh, I, I had to keep my weight, like to be in the certain like, you know, uh, type of fights I wanted to be in. I had to keep my weight down. So I was running every day, twice a day. I was training three, four times a week. Um, me and Erica were newly married. Or we had two little toddlers. And like I said, we owned the school. I, I was running the school with my dad. So I had access to it, you know, and all the gear and everything like that. And so it was like a huge part of my life. Um, and, you know, honestly, like it does something to your mind. And I still have to watch that where like, and like guys that I, I love and respect have called me on it where like, they're like, dude, you have such a chip on your shoulder. And when they say that, it's basically like I size everybody up, like literally, like I'm the dude that when I go to a restaurant, I, I don't sit with my back towards the door because like, I want to see who comes into that restaurant. Um, and there's like something, you know, like as a martial artist, and I think most martial artists will, will admit to this. Um, you kind of like, there's something wrong in your brain because you train for hours and hours and hours and hours and you beat your body up and you, you work out and you, you work on these techniques for something you'll probably never use in real life. Like I'll probably never go like straight up Steven Seagal or like, you know, like, like Keanu Reeves and like, and like, you know, the, the, um, what's that assassin movie? Um, Oh my gosh. I love it. I, I can't believe I'm blanking on John, it. John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never go John Wick on a bunch of dudes, a bunch of Russians or something like that. Like it'll never happen. And every time that like I've been in a confrontation with somebody out of my own arrogance and pride and like temper, they back down and like, I, it's not even a fight, you know, and praise God, because there may, there's a lot of people that are out there crazier than me that will pull a knife or a gun or something like that. And I don't care how tough you are. You can't stop a knife or a gun. Um, in real life. Well, I can stop a bullet once, but that, then I, that'll be done. Um, oh my gosh. Wait, <laughs> so you was literally, funny. Funny. When, you, when you see, <laughs> when you see people, you think like, oh, I could take him or, oh, I don't think I could take him. Yeah. Like, like I can tell by the way people walk 
and why the way they hold themselves a lot of times they've had some type of training and things like that oh my goodness. and i can tell like yeah it's it's not good it's, it's not good and like i pray he's got like because i wanted to be a cop for a long time and that's yeah. like kind of where i was headed before i really stepped into ministry and so I, I thank god that i didn't because i don't think that would be good for me um and you know it's just one of those things that like i really obsessed over it was something i was really into i love i mean guys i'll be honest with you, i love fighting i absolutely do I love getting in the ring. Like I love hitting somebody and getting hit. Like there's just something in me that I just, like, I love it. I absolutely love it. And so, um, but God is, you know, he's tempered me and changed that passion to other things. Um, so yeah, that's what I would, you know, that's what, that's what, that's part of Josh Shively there. Well, dang man. Now every time we go like for a coffee meeting or something, <laughs> I mean, I think I'm sitting with Jason Bourne. You know, be like that scene where he's like, I know that that guy there has a gun on his right hip. I know that that guy knows how to handle himself. I know that at this altitude, I can run half a mile full sprint before getting tired. Like, oh he my just God. throws out all that information. <laughs> I, can, and, I, can, yeah, I can play it off, but it's not true. <laughs> and yours is like, yours is like really cool. Now mine feels kind of like, well, this is going to be dorky. It was um, an obsession though. It was, it was an unhealthy obsession. It was unhealthy. But, Okay. Well, so me, this was probably an unhealthy obsession too. It was my sophomore year of high school. And I became obsessed with the Hunger Games. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. This is Andy, real. I'm reading the last book right now. Really? Yeah. I, I read all of them. No joke. They were like the first books I ever read. Wow. Um, like because I wanted to read something. Yeah. Um, the movies, like the first movie was coming out that year. And so that's when like the books got really popular and everyone started reading them. Mm-hmm. And so I started reading them and I liked it. And it was like the first time I ever read a book and was like, wait, you can enjoy a book. Um, so I was like amazed by that. The whole concept I love, like, I love the whole idea of, I mean, similar to you, I guess, Josh, except I've never actually fought somebody. But I love the whole, like, battle royale idea. I love, like, post-apocalyptic stuff, like, survival stuff. Um, I love really gritty stories like that. Um, In my opinion, Hunger Games could be, like, a hundred times better if there was no main character. Um, I think it would be really fun to do it as, like, a TV show. And have it just be a show of, like, the actual Hunger Games. But do it kind of like a game show where it's, like, you see all these characters. There's no main character. You don't know who's going to win. Everyone's kind of like, oh, I like this guy the best. Like, I hope my guy, like, kind of like in The Bachelor, or like, oh, I hope Rob, like, gets the girl at the end. (laughs) Or, no, there's no Rob competing in The Bachelor. But that's The Bachelorette. But that would be fun. But, yeah, sophomore year, I loved it. I read all the books. I would try talking about it like every day at lunch. I would take like those random quizzes online. That's like, which like cap, like which city or district are you from? Um, I would like think about what I would do. Like, how would I win the hunger games? Like I absolutely loved it. Um, it was, it was fun during that season, but then I, I haven't even seen the third movie, either of them yet. So, uh, clearly the love eventually faded out. Um, but 
anyways, hey, that was a fun conversation, you guys. Great to hear <laughs> about just some things that our past selves were very into and interested in. And that brings us to our topic today where we are discussing this week on the podcast about worship. Uh, and worship, uh, perhaps above all else, is placing value upon something. You know, Jesus says where our treasure is is where our heart will be. And so, Tate, I know you were uh, planning to share an encouraging word for us today on the topic of uh, just placing our value in God above anything else and really monitoring what is it that we are worshiping. Yeah, this uh, idea kind of sparked, or I started thinking about it because I was working on some kids' curriculum, and it had the story of Lot in there and his wife and Sodom and Gomorrah. And, um, you know, the whole premise is just that they were worshiping a city that they shouldn't have been. And she, you know, she's famous for being turned into salt. And... (laughs) Um, because she looked back, want, you know, and was like, well, she wants that more than she wanted the Lord. And, but I just think so many Christians look at that story and have been like, how could she have looked back? That city was so wicked and God was trying to save them. But I think in our everyday lives, we realize like we're doing that all the time and worshiping things that we don't even, because I think because it, it comes out of an innocent thing because we don't even really understand what worship is fully we really just see it as singing on sunday mornings before church service and i know and um josh i mean austin and andy and i kind of talked about that yesterday that it's it's more than music and i think sometimes we even maybe understand that like okay it's more than just the singing of those songs but i still don't think we realize how we were designed to worship we were designed to hold something to a high value that we are crazy about, that we obsess over. And that's just our, in our human DNA. That's how God designed us and created us. And so if you're not doing that with the Lord, there is for sure things that we're worshiping. And so for me, I just kind of found like with this quarantine going on, I was like, man, I really worship food. And I think I've always worshiped food. Like as a little kid, I was just like, I, I remember thanking God for taste buds all the time. Like I wasn't understood that taste was a thing you could like different things tasted different ways and things tasted better than other things. I just started talking about food all the time. I'd always ask my mom what the next meal was. I always wanted to bake things. I always wanted to cook things. And not that there's anything wrong with that. I think there's enjoyment in food. God made it to be enjoyed all those things. But again, I, if, my thoughts are more about food than they are the Lord. Like I need to think about that. You know, if, um, I am turning to food to fulfill me and satisfy me more than I'm turning to the Lord, I need to think about that. I think another thing that I tend to worship is like, or I think another way to think about this is when you go to church on Sunday, when you're excited to go to church on Sunday, kind of ask yourself why you're excited. Are you excited to just go uh, get donuts from the grill? Or are you excited because we're going to play a game of mafia? Or are you excited because um, you're going to, I don't know, see your friends, whatever it is. But really our excitement should be, man, this is the day we get to go worship the Lord with with all of our friends and family. And so that's why I'm excited. I'm excited to go worship the Lord. I'm excited to be in the word of God. And that's all part of worship. 
So that's kind of my encouragement to you guys today. I don't have a specific verse, but just kind of thinking about that story and kind of asking you guys like, man, what, what are some things that you might be worshiping? And I don't even really have a solution for you of like, okay, here's how we turn to the Lord and worship him more. But I think naturally, if we can recognize what we're worshiping, um, then we can confess that to the Lord and ask him to change our hearts. And he will do that. Like he's partnering with us to change us, to sanctify us. And so he wants to help us in those areas where we struggle. Andy, Josh, do you guys have any other, anything you want to add to that? No, it's just, you know, we all have to just make a choice of what we're going to worship because we're all going to worship something. We're all going to put our effort and our energy into something. Heck, even sitting down and just kind of scrolling through net, you know, through Instagram, it's still making a choice. It's still, you know, like entering through, you know, or like pushing into it, you know, pressing into. And, you know, the thing is like so many things are neutral in this life. You know, Instagram is, can be neutral. Um, you know, food can be neutral. Exercise can be neutral. But see, the thing is, like, if we're putting so much time and energy into it. Really, we come to a place of worshiping and and kind of putting it at the forefront of our minds, rather than God, rather than one that's worthy of our worship. You know, and that'll help. That'll actually define our Christian faith. That'll define like where our faith lies. That'll just, that'll kind of define even what we're putting our hope into. You know, and so you know, it's just something that um, you know, something that we're we, we need to make the choice. You know, in a sense. And so, yeah, I, tell you, I, I totally agree with you you know, we all need to look within our own faith and ask ourselves like, well, what are we putting our time and energy into? Um, and what's worth our time and energy and count the costs, you know, count the costs in that, you know, it's like, it's like before me and Erica watch a movie, even together, like we look at like what's in that movie. Cause it's like, that's two hours of our life that like those images, the, the words that are said, the scenes that we see are going to be there forever. Right? Like your mind is amazing. It just, it just contains so much. Um, and so, you know, it's even looking at that going, okay, what's worth my time? What's worth my worship? Um, you know, and so, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, I think it's something to consider and to look at, you know, and I think even looking at, you know, it's Tuesday and a lot of, you know, we're asking these kids, middle schoolers and high schools to go on YouTube and watch a 30 minute teaching and then spend a couple hours on a Tuesday night being a part of a small group, you know, and it's like, you know, is that worth your time? And I would say, yeah, like all the things we could be doing, it's worth our time. So. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. And, you know, one thing I was noticing this morning is it's, it's a strange thing to be a human being sometimes. Um, and to, like, be a Christian and know God. But kind of like Paul in Romans 7, where he's wrestling with the flesh and, like, I know the very things I want to do, but it's the things I don't want to do that I end up doing. And I don't have the strength to do what I want to do. Yeah, I was I was praying this morning in Psalm 19. I've been just going through the Psalms and like reading a couple of verses and praying over those themes. And Psalm 19 verse one says, the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies above proclaim his handiwork. And I just got to thinking about that. I was sitting there on my couch in prayer and I was like, Lord, why do I stink at worship? I was like, all of these plants in my living room, they're worshiping you. Like the fish that I've got, they're worshiping you. I was like, my dog Twix, he's worshiping you. Like the skies, they're all worshiping. I was like, but Lord, why, why is my heart hard? You know, why do I get lazy with worship? Why is my mind preoccupied with like, 
lame things that are nothing compared to you know the eternal God who's sovereign. Um, so just thinking all those things like, Lord, what what is kind of my deal? Um, and it's sin. It's it's the fact that like I'm a sinful and broken human being, just like everyone else is. And so what I would encourage you guys with and sharing that is worship is also a battle. Um, as much as it's a decision, as much as it's a practice, as much as it's a delight, it's also a battle oftentimes. It's a battle against our nature. It's a battle against the world. It's a battle against the enemy. Uh, and so what I want to encourage you guys to do uh, is step into that battle. As Josh said, make the choice for it. Say, I am committing my life to worship God. And as you make that choice, arm yourself with the grace of God for it. Because there's going to be plenty of times when you fall short and you're distracted and lazy and bored and disobedient, but know that the Lord is walking with you. Know that God, he has everything he needs. He's not asking for worshipers because he's lacking something. He's asking for worshipers so that he can be present with you so that you can live the way you are designed to live. And so I just want to encourage you guys with that. Like as you examine your life, do so with grace and do so with a warrior's heart. It's good stuff, Andy. Thank you, man. Well guys, that's the podcast. I mean, that, that's this like jam packed full of all kinds of stuff. So I encourage you listen to it at like a half speed so you can really get everything in from it. Um, <laughs> No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Um, but just enjoy it. Uh, we can't wait to see you guys tonight at uh, small groups. Hopefully, you, we really encourage you to actually, not hopefully, we encourage you to go watch the, te- the messages on YouTube. Um, Andy and his shenanigans on there are always enjoyable. Um, I'm just presentable. Um, but, you know, guys, we love you. We care about you so much. Uh, can't wait for our reunion where I just get to hug you and squeeze you um, because. I get to do that as your youth pastor. Anyway, guys, love you and uh, wash your hands. You guys got anything last to say? Nope. Love you guys. See you online later. Yep. Have a great Tuesday. Calvary Monterey's youth ministries meet on Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. at Calvary Monterey. Both middle school and high school students are welcome. Come on out. You belong here. And I promise, we don't bite.